Hello and welcome to Friday Night Fright Presents Comic Book Calvacadia 2020. Man, we're going to have some fun this month. Every episode in May, every day in May, there's going to be a brand new episode. It's going to be a mini review of a comic book movie. Yay, can't wait, hyped. So it's going to cover the gauntlet. It's going to be loads of MCU stuff. There's going to be some DC stuff probably. Uh, might be some off stuff. There's going to be Flash recaps of Flash Season 2 every Tuesday. Um, so it's going to be four or five of those, depending on how many Tuesdays are in May. But it's going to be tight, because they've all got a week off. Yay! Anyway, this is the intro comic for Cavcadia. So you hear this every day of the week, and then you'll hear an intro for the movie that I'm covering that day. Or TV show. Ooh, scary! Anyway, I'll be back after a brief word from our sponsor. So, just quickly, if I start review proper, so today's going to be Iron Man, the moving kit started to MCU, and I'd like to do a little bit of backstory on Iron Man, if you will. I remember this came out, um, Iron Man, and I hadn't really kept up with it, but I saw a trailer, and I was like, wow, that looks amazing, and it's back in 2008. And I was really impressed with the trailer. And I was like, oh, this could be a good time. And lo, lo and behold, they had the preview in Aylesbury. Um, the week before it opened in England. I think it opened a bit later in America, I'm not sure. They had a preview a week early. And it was fascinating because it was like, oh, okay, I feel like I'm getting away with something here, which I like getting away with stuff. And I watched it and I was like, holy shit. So I spread the word and did a review. I was like, this is amazing, guys. You're going to love Iron Man. And lo and behold... A dozen years later, it's become a monster. So I just thought I'd give you some backstory. I'm not even shy about how much I like Iron Man. But I haven't watched it in a long time, so maybe it won't hold up. But who knows? Anyway, the review will be up in a few seconds. You know, just go piss around my new iPhone for a bit more. Ha! So yeah, on to the Iron Man review then. So... What are my thoughts on Iron Man from present day perspective? Well, it's difficult to say, really. I mean, you can criticise the movie for feeling a bit dated and stuck in its time, which is true. Even though the film came out in 2008, it has aged a bit. Uh, the villain's kind of mediocre. Not Jeff Bridges' fault, but Ope Darstain's not particularly great. And... Well, originally it was fresh and innovative. Now it feels old pat. The Marvel movies have got a lot more experimental since then. The directors have taken more chances. Writers have taken more chances. Actors have taken more chances. And they're creating more dynamic movies. This doesn't really hold up brilliantly compared to those. But you do have to remember that at the time there wasn't that much superior stuff out there. In terms of really being the mega box office success it is now, certainly. And so Iron Man, being a competent, well-made movie, would have been quite revolutionary. And indeed, it was time. I still remember, like I said in the opening, that I was stunned by Iron Man when it came out. I was really impressed, but a dozen years since then, and the genre, subgenre, whatever, has really picked up speed. What would I say were Iron Man's pop the movie's positives? Well, firstly, Robert Down Jr. is perfect as Tony Stark because he remembers the one thing he needs to remember, which is Tony Stark does not always have to be likable. Indeed, a lot of time he's not very likable. His quips are arrogant and thought. Not forced, but don't seem particularly genuine. He's a bit of a jerk. He treats his friends like crap. He treats Pepper like crap. 
But at the same time, there is an understandable character arc in play, and indeed, with the benefit of hindsight, it's a brilliant character arc that really does encapsulate everything about Tony Stark and bring him up to the present day. And it's also viewing the movie in terms of what happens afterwards, you can see it as Tony Stark dealing with Darstain is quite similar in some degrees to how he deals with Thanos in later movies. Taking that idea of, you know, this guy who thinks he knows what's this bold guy who thinks he knows what's best for everyone and was a far figure of sorts. Obviously Thanos wasn't far figure of Tony, but you know he was an older guy and he thought he knew best and Tony didn't. And also a lot of Tony's general cat quirks and things like that in this movie are designed or in retrospect feel designed to pair off later on. You've got the arrogance, you've got the ego, you've got the belief that he can save the waves, you've got his addiction to heroism side because he flouts his pepper in this movie and he doesn't want to stop being Iron Man which something which comes up later on but they're not forced they seem quite genuine to move in question even if some quips are forced the or not quite genuine the actual emotional subtext and sub through is genuine right so what wasn't I too fond of in the movie upon rewatch I just it's Decent. John Favreau knows how to make a movie. I don't think John Favreau always makes home runs. I wasn't Fantasy Fury, for example. But I think he knows how to make movies. He knows how to work with actors. And knows how to give studio what they want while getting what he wanted. Obviously, he did this to a greater extent with with Jungle Book and, um, uh, what do you call it, Lion King. And then this, because both of those movies have specific John Favreau elements which don't clash with the more studio-based elements that Disney wanted. But at the same time, he does a really good job. I mean, I keep saying this, but we have to remember Superman movies were in shitter at this point. Except for Batman Begins, they just fall... They're just falling off a cliff, you know? So, you had to... In that context... So neighbours are shouting, going, ah. You have to do it in that context. In that context, it's done an admirable job. Uh, right, I've finished in like that movie because I'm going to struggle with it 10 minutes on this. Honestly, actually, to be honest, I didn't really focus on this movie. I was playing on Switch and think about other things. Um, uh, it, it really does feel like a movie which... The strong points are stronger for where the franchise went, but when you on its whole, I don't know if it works as a solo entry anymore. I mean, obviously you can view it as that, but knowing what we now know about Marvel Universe and what happened to Tony's parents and, like, Captain America and... Fuck. Vision and Tony's missiles and all that crap, you know... It feels like a lot of this is, how how to put this, uh, accidental foreshadowing and setup, but it weirdly served, despite that, it probably wasn't intentional, it weirdly serves to make this less standalone than it previously was, because you just go, oh, this leads into that, this leads to that, this leads to that, and yeah, I just, I don't know, like, I mean, I think I'd probably go for three. If I was going to rate it as a movie, I'd probably, nowadays, I'd probably go three out of five. If I was going to rate it as like a part of an overarching franchise and setting things up and all of that and coherence, I'd probably go four out of five. I mean, 
but not best Marvel movies, despite what people claim online, it hasn't aged brilliantly. Um, but it's a watchable movie, and I think you know you you give it less mark than I would given the time I watched it because back then it's like five out of five. But at the same time, you compare it to some of the dread DCs put out, like. I mean, I'm going to go 3.5 out of 5, because I, I'd give Birds of Prey 3 out of 5, and this was much, much, much better than Birds of Prey. I mean, it did a good... It cast F1 right. It kept a coherent story. It didn't outstay its welcome. Um, apart from James Rhodes' fiasco um, with swapping actors, it did a really good job. <laughs> so enthusiastic, setting tone. So, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good movie. Um, tomorrow is going to be Iron Man 2, which I don't have much hope for. If this, if I gave this 3 out of 5 in respect, you know, I can't see why I'd give that. I know some people are going to say, why don't you review The Incredible Hulk? Well, be honest, I'm doing these on Disney+. Plus. I own The Incredible Hulk on DVD, and I don't really think anything. All you need to know about The Incredible Hulk for the future references, Wim Ross is played... Um, General Funkbolt Ross is played by William Hurt, and Bruce Banner is a guy who turns into a green rage monster. That's all you need to know because they don't bring up any of other shit. So. Oh, um, bonus thing. Um, uh, if you have access or if you want buying iPhone, things like that, definitely recommend um, the morning show on Apple TV. I've watched one episode and it's really 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 friggin good so definitely recommend that anyway uh i'll be back tomorrow with iron man too so until then remember life is beautiful